hopefully. I'm going to be reading one verse of Scripture today in Mark chapter 5, verse number 11. Verse number 5, verse number 11. If your Bibles are somewhere not near you, because I know you brought them, it is on the screen behind me. Matthew 5, verse 11. One verse of Scripture. It says there, Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. You may be seated. Let me read it to you again, if I may. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. I'd like to try to leave this thought with you today, and hopefully the song service, the last song especially, I believe we sang, rose right along with this message this morning, and I tell you, I don't tell my daughter anything about what I'm preaching. I very seldom tell anybody what I'm preaching, actually. And so I know the Lord is in this, and I hope that you will realize that, and I hope that you will receive it and understand again that God is trying to help you. God is a giver. He is not a taker unless, wait a minute, unless something is before him and you. Look out. Sooner or later, he will take it. Yes, he will. He will take it. You may not recognize that he took it, but he will take it. I want to begin by this particular title subject, the list. You ever made a list? All the time, huh? And you can't find it. You leave it at home when you go to the grocery store. What do I do with that list? It's hard to really remember everything that you want to do for the week, the day, who you got to call, who you got to pray for, things of that nature, but we're always making a list. Now, this list has nothing to do with the season, all right? Nothing whatsoever to do with it. Some of you know what I just said, and I don't want to say any more about it. This list has to do with you and God. It doesn't have to do with groceries. It doesn't have to do what you need at Walmart, because we very seldom shop anywhere else. It has to do with you and God. I want to talk about my priorities. Let me give you the definition so you know what priority means. It means something that is more important than other things that needs to be done or dealt with first. The condition of being more important than something or someone else and therefore coming or being dealt with first. Something given or meriting attention before completing alternatives. Wow. Priorities. In other words, who's at the top? What's at the top of your list? Everyone has a list. Whether you write it on a piece of paper or put it in your notes on your iPad or your phone, you have a list. Every night you think about what you got to do the next day. When you get up, you think about what you got to do the next day. 
And you, whether you think you do it or not, you prioritize. You begin to say, I really need to do this first. If I don't get to the other, I'll do it to the next day. And you know as well as I do, sometimes those priorities get juggled, maybe because of circumstance, maybe because you're closer here than you are over there. And you say, well, look, I'll go ahead and pick that up. And the very thing that you needed to do that day, many times, get left undone. Amen. I want to go over this true story as Jesus was getting out of a ship and going into the Gadareans. He entered a graveyard. Yeah, he did. And there he saw a man without clothes, scarred all over because he cut himself day and night. Chains hanging all over him that he had broken because he was possessed with a legion of devils. He wasn't in his right mind. Let me tell you, that man didn't have any priorities. The devils controlled that man. The devils have become the priority of that man's life. And near that man, near the sea in which Jesus parked the boat per se, was some pigs that was feeding. And Jesus went into that graveyard, the tombs as the Bible calls it, And this man possessed with a legion of devils ran unto Jesus, unclothed, chains all over his body, not in his right mind, scars all over him. Maybe some of them were fresh and bleeding, fell down at the Lord's feet and worshiped him. Then all of a sudden, that which controlled him began to speak. And Jesus began to say, what is thy name? And the devil says, we are a legion because we are many. Have you come to torment us before our time? Now, this is not part of my thought, but God just laid it on my heart. The devil does so much in tormenting us day and night, especially with priorities. Isn't it time we torment him a little bit? Isn't it time we give him a fit? Isn't it time we begin to let him know he's no longer our priority? Now, nobody sitting here would actually tell anyone that the devil is my priority. Now, I know that. No, 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 no. But there are other things that are very evident that means more to you than what should mean more to you. Amen. And so... They knew they had met their match. They understood us living in this man is history. We're not going to be able to stay in this man. And so they wanted some place to go. They didn't just want to go out into the empty space. And so they knew there was a bunch of pigs, swine, feeding there. And they beseeched the Lord, Lord, Send us into those pigs. We've lost this man and him putting us as a priority. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know much about pigs, do you? No, I don't know much about them. They can be mean, dirty. Some of us know they taste pretty good. 
You wouldn't think so by looking at them. They eat just about anything, so that's what you're eating. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I like a good, crispy bacon. And I like some good old ham. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I pray first, though. Because, you know, that, that's, you know, in the Old Testament, that was an abomination. So I got to pray and so I can sanctify it. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so, here they were just feeding, minding their own. Can you imagine? You, you think pigs have priorities? Yes, they do. Every living creature has a priority. Every living creature has a priority. Now, some may only be one on the list. In the case with these pigs, the only thing they had on their priority in mind was eating. Just like a cow. That's why you see him eating all the time. That's why God gave them so much stomachs. It's amazing to me that they're healthy by eating grass. Well, I won't go anymore there. But we want beef, but we're actually eating grass. You are what you eat. So even though we're eating their flesh, they're a bunch of grass. Because that's all they eat. Occasionally they eat some corn, oats. I'm trying to bring this so you can understand where I'm going. These pigs, all they cared about was eating. What is it that you care about more than anything? It's become part of you. You think you can't survive without it. You think that is your mission in life if you don't accomplish it. I'm talking about a list. And so he agreed. He said, okay, go. And I'm telling you what they went. They didn't hang around. They went into every one of those pigs. I don't know how many pigs there were. And those pigs went absolutely crazy. They got so beside themselves These devils are messing up my priority. No, you didn't hear me. These devils don't want me to eat no more. They just want me to cater to them. Now, I ain't going there. Oh, something got to give. Hey, so these devils, if a pig, if a pig can control a devil, how much more can the Holy Ghost child of God control a devil? If a pig can say to the devils, oh, no, 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 we're going down to the sea and we're going to kill ourselves. Where are you going then, buddy? That's what God wants us to do in the spiritual sense. To die. (laughs) Ain't no devil going to be able to stay in a dead body. Spiritually or physically. I don't, hey, I don't believe in zombies, okay? Ain't no such thing. All right? I'm going to tell you that right now. So devil cannot stay in me if I'm dead to self and alive to God. It's impossible. But if my priority gets upset, 
My priority begins to change if I begin by my lifestyle, if I begin by my thoughts, if I begin by my actions or lack of actions, look out because the devil is going to come around and torment and the devil is going to say, I'm looking for an opening. And the devil says, God's no longer your priority. So evidently there's an opening for me. Evidently I'm going to tempt you. Evidently I'm going to give you something. Evidently I'm going to show you something. Evidently I'm going to talk to you. Evidently I'm going to say you can't do it. And so these pigs went down in the sea. This is a true story. They didn't push him into the sea, the herders. They ran on their own. It's amazing to me that so many preachers and evangelists want to try to push you to the altar. (laughs) When a pig went by themselves. How much better are we than a pig? God said we're better than the lilies of the field and the sparrows of the air. Come on, somebody better get with me this morning because I'm going to tell you, I ain't cut nobody no slack this morning. And the pigs went and they drowned themselves and they were dead. I don't know where the devils went, don't care where they went. But listen to what happened. Those that were tending the pigs instead of rejoicing and realizing that God has come into their presence that just delivered a man that now is clothed in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. They were more worried about what they lost than what Jesus did. That's apostolic all over it. You're more worried about what you've got to get up and what you've got to lose or what you've got to get over to have the power of God in your life. You're more concerned about complaining, more concerned about your dollar, more concerned about this and that than the power of God moving. So many people, when you begin to talk to them about that glorious truth, well, I just don't know if I can live that way. Priorities. You're not happy the way you're living. (laughs) You're not satisfied in the way you're living. Come on, somebody. You know I'm telling you the truth. You're depressed the way you're living now. You say, well, I got a pretty good life. Well, give it a day or two. And these herdmen, it wasn't enough for them to keep it to themselves. They had to run to the city. They had to go to somebody else in the church. They had to go down into the streets. Find somebody they could bend their ear and begin to say, you know what this man did? This man ruined our livelihood. This man killed all our pigs. Hey, this man didn't kill those pigs. The pigs killed the pigs. You don't care who kills your pork chop. And the whole city came out, started talking to Jesus Christ, God incarnate, God in the flesh, saw the man, saw, they knew this man, they heard him every night, wailing and crying, cutting himself, breaking the, they tried to bind him, he was causing so much trouble, and he just broke the chains like they were nothing, saw him clothed in his right mind, sitting in peace at the feet of Jesus Christ. And instead of saying, wow, I got a daughter, I got a son, 
I got a spouse. Hey, I, I've got a need. Will you come into the city? Hey, like Jairus did in a little way after this. Hey, I got a daughter that's sick. Lord, can you come to my house and heal her? And then on his way, the woman with the issue of blood said, here's the man. No, 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 no. They didn't do that. You know what they did? Get out of here, Jesus. Get out of here, Jesus. It's amazing to me the church of the living God sometimes acts the same way. God could be moving. People that are visiting can be weeping and crying. And all you're doing is having a pity party of whatnot's going all right with you. And people are getting the Holy Ghost. They want to find God in the power of the Word. And all you're doing is complaining. This isn't the way it should be. That's not the way I wanted it. Oh my, this isn't right. And all you're doing, all you're doing is saying, Jesus, get out of here. But this man saying, Jesus, don't you go nowhere. That's what happens. We get envious. We get jealous because of our priorities. If your priority was nothing but what God wanted, you wouldn't have a problem. But our priorities get up. No, it's what I want. It's my way. Hey, Jesus, it's my way or the highway. No, you wouldn't say that to him. No, 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 you wouldn't say it. Well, listen, I hope you wouldn't say that to him. But that's where we act sometimes. I'm trying to help you to realize that some of us, if not all of us, need to relook at our priorities and see what the list is, really. Let, let me go to another place, if I may. I, 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 biblically, of course. You know, I, I got to keep everything I do in the Scripture, right? How come you don't? Yeah, I'm preaching today. I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not watering it down for you. Your soul's at stake, and I'm here going to preach to you, and I hope you listen, and I hope you understand what I'm telling you is in the book, and I hope you understand you better get a hold of your list, and you better do some adjustments if you want to be saved. Listen to what the Word of God says in Matthew 10, 37. He that loveth father or mother. Whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't say I couldn't love father and mother. No. He that loveth father and mother. More than me. Uh-huh. So in other words, Jesus is saying, love your mother. He said in one place, honor your father and mother. Right. He said, love them. But he said, if you love them more than me. It's not worth Where it. are they at on the list? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's your dad and your mom on the list? Where's what you want to do on Sunday morning and sometimes you don't make it when you can? Where, where, where's God at on the list? What you loving on the list? Amen, amen. And he that loveth son or daughter. Oh, now, now Lord, you're getting, hey, father and mother, okay. I, you know, hey, I love them, but I, I'm not getting along with them right now, but I love them. But you're talking about my children. Now, there's nothing more precious to me than my children or grandchildren. More than me. Uh-uh. No, he didn't say that. He did. More than me. Well, well, you sure he said that? Yes, sir. The Lord didn't say I couldn't love him. But he said very plainly, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth son or daughter more, more than, than me, me is not worthy of me. Ow. Amen. And it's evident that some of you do. It's very evident that some of you do. I didn't say you couldn't love them. No, don't go there. 
that don't go there. But you have turned some of these things to the top. You have turned them to where you love them or that more than you love God. And he'll test you. I said he'll test you. He'll test you. You better watch out. God giveth and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm not threatening. I'm not prophesying. I'm telling you like it is. Be careful what you put before God. Be careful what becomes number one. Be careful. The Bible says in Genesis 22, 10 through 13. And Abraham stretched forth his hand. He stretched forth his hand. And took the knife to, took slay, a knife to slay his son. To slay his son. His heir. Yes, sir. Son by promise. Yes. You see, God spoke to Abraham. He tested him. He wanted to know just how much you love me. Mm-hmm. He said, take thy only son. That's what he said. Yes, sir. So evidently at this moment, he didn't recognize Ishmael. He said, take thy only son. Take him to the place I'm going to show you, and there sacrifice him unto me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying Abraham didn't have a hard time, but you don't read it in the book. No. You don't read it where he wrestled with it, no. where he said, God, are you sure? God, is this really something you've said? You don't read that anywhere, so don't try to put in any opinions. He immediately got the donkey, he immediately got the wood, he immediately got the fire, he immediately got the knife, and Isaac. And he went. Nowhere on his journey do you say, God, I don't know if I can do this. God, I I don't know. And some of you are getting very uncomfortable right now. And some of you want your children to be saved, but you're not willing to sacrifice them and put them on the altar. Of course, there's some people not here today that ought to be here to hear this message, but you're here, and you're hearing it. Hey, you can go to other apostolic churches and hear a feel-good, pat-on-the-back message, but when you come here, you're going to hear, thus saith the Lord, whatever God gives me, I'm going to preach it with everything that's within me because I care about your soul, and if God's not number one, he ain't nothing. God is the Alpha, the Omega, the first, and the last. If he's not number one in my life, he's not in my life. He will not play second. And they went, and they come to it, and I like what Abraham said. I like it. He said, y'all stay here. Me and the lad going yonder and worship. No, you didn't hear that. No, did anybody hear that? Yes, he knew he was fixing to kill his son, yes. but he said, listen, me and the boy are going to worship. Y'all just stay right here because you're not going to understand it. You're not going to understand what you're going to judge me. You're going to be critical about me because you're really not going to understand it because God didn't speak to you. He spoke to me. Y'all better stay right here because me and the boy are going to worship. Hi. And they went. And come again to you. Oh, gosh. No, he didn't say that. Yes, he did. You see, Abraham had so much faith that whatever he gave God, he knew God was able to give it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he knew Job, but I know he knew God. 
And he knew whatever I give to God, God's able to give it back. Pressed out. Running over. Shall he cause men to give unto my view bosom? How? So they went. Y'all would be saying, Abraham, you lost your mind. And he would say, probably. You're right. God owns it. So they went to Mount Moriah. Built the altar. Put the wood. Had the fire. And Isaac, being the obedient boy that he is, he said, hey, we got everything, Dad, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. I wasn't there. And really the scripture doesn't really give us more detail than, than what I would like to know. But they were on that mountain all alone. I said they were all alone. You don't hear where the presence of God came down. It was just him and Isaac and a knife. And I'm sure he was sweating possibly a little bit. And there Isaac was. You don't even see where he tied Isaac on the altar. You don't read it where he tied him. I don't believe he tied him. I believe he said, son, you're it. You're the lamb laid out on the altar. And I believe Isaac, his party, his list was God first, daddy second. So he laid down on the altar. Abraham took a knife. Raised the knife. His only son. And we have problem in coming to prayer, coming early to church or faithful to church or giving our tithes because we don't think we can pay our bills. That's because your bills have become your priority. Okay, I'm going to tell you a true story. Long ago, we had a person that God brought into the church, one of the first. And, of course, I hadn't had a chance to really teach about tithing. I hit on it a couple times, and I know, I know it's uncomfortable to talk about giving. Well, it's not uncomfortable with God. And he came to a situation where he couldn't give his tithes because he couldn't pay his bills. So he was... Too embarrassed to call me. This happened a long time ago. You know who he called? Now, I'm going to say this because Sister Helen and I, we came out of this denomination, so it's okay to say it. He, he called a Baptist person that he knew. And he said, look. He said, I, I got a little dilemma. He said, what is it? He said, what do I do? I my, my bills add up more than what I got. And, and I've been hearing about this tithing. And our pastor's been trying to tell me God is faithful. What do I do? What do I do? And this man, a Baptist, told him, you don't have no choice. <laughs> You're going to have to give your tithe. The man's still here today. The man has been blessed financially. Yes, he's had troubles. Yes, he still has troubles. But I'm going to tell you right now, when God becomes a priority and you give him your first fruit, God will take care of you. But if you complain and say, God's not able, he can't pay my bills, then your bills have become more important to you than God. Pastor, I'm not where you're at. Honey, when I didn't have nothing, I still gave. I gave whether I had a table to eat on or not. I gave no matter what. I know the principle of giving. You're 
looking at somebody that you haven't known his walk. You haven't known the things that he's had to endure. You don't really know me, really. You don't know me. But there's one thing I want you to hear about me. When it comes to giving to God, he is the first and foremost. When it comes to serving God, I'm going to put him first with all my heart. And if I'm struggling, God help me to do so. Be careful, sweet pea, you that are apostolic, saying, I just want your money. You know better. It's not yours anyway. You will never get financially ahead until you begin to understand the principle of giving. You can pray all you want. You can dance and weep and cry and shout. You can do all you want to do. But until you make up your mind that your pocketbook or your wallet belongs to God, you will never prosper in this life. Oh, you might get some physical things, but inside your soul, it'll be dark. It'll be darker than the darkest night. You'll be so unhappy. You think, what is going on? Everybody's here and everybody's there. It seems like I just can't get ahead. Read the book. Bible talks about a money bag with holes. God put them there. And he'll blow on it. You know money has wings. I mean, it flies faster than a dove. And they can move out. He was willing to give his only son, whom he lovest. God said, take thy son whom thou lovest. You want God? Oh, I'm going somewhere today now. I'm, uh, I, I've gone too far now to even hesitate of not going further. Listen to me, sweet pea. I'm talking to the church and those that will let me talk to them. You got alcohol, pornography, nicotine that you seem that you can't do without? It's become your God. I was shocked. Because I've never, you know, I've never indulged. I, you know, I'm not saying I'm not with sin. I'm, I'm a sinner. But I went in and, and got me a soda, and they were right there. The, the cigarettes were right there. I just happened to look at them. Do you know how much those things cost? Seven dollars a pack. You smoke two a day, that's 14 Dollars seven times fourteen. Somebody figure it up. That's ninety-eight dollars a week. You're throwing to a God that can't help you, a God that can't save you, a God that cannot deliver you. A... Some of you eat out more than you give to God. Some of you, this Christmas, even though I've been teaching on it for weeks and months at a time, years at a time, I'm not against giving anything to anyone at any time. But many of us right here, sitting right here, and those that are not here, you go into debt to give a child a present, but you will not go into debt to give God what belongs to him. 
Why don't you get that credit card out and say, you know what, I'm behind on my tithe. Pastor, where's the machine? I want to catch up on it. No, you wouldn't have no problem of charging your cigarettes or charging. I sure pray that Jennifer and Carlos is still with me because they're hearing it today. I love you too. And I would be amiss if I didn't tell you what God told me to say to everybody from the book. God has to be first. He has to be first. The truth sometimes is very hard to receive. It's easier for some of you to receive a lie. You know that's true. Gossip come. Oh, yeah. I got it. Somebody come and defend themselves, tell you the truth. Oh, I don't believe that. What's on your list? What's on your list? What is on your list? God's been giving you a chance for many services to truly repent and get right with God. And he will continue because he's long-suffering. But I'm going to tell you, he's not striving with us forever. Sooner or later, if we continue to resist, we're going to pay the price. I could break it down. With videos, I could break it down with electronic games, I could break it down with all kind of stuff. Now, if God's first and you have the supply and it's wholesome, not a problem. But when you do that and then you don't give the way you're supposed to give, that comes to the top. God has done everything equitably. You know, that word means fairly. It's 10% for all of us, no matter how much we make. Some of us have learned that we're going to give 10 plus our offerings of 5, and God still blesses on 85, more so than some of you that are trying to live on 100. An angel came to Abraham when he saw that. Do you understand what will happen when God sees that you fear him, that you love him? He's going to show up. He came and he said, Abraham, harm not the lad. For now we know that thou fearest God. And Abraham, I love this. Some of you need to try this. Instead of looking down, you need to look up. Abraham... He looked up, and there in the thicket. Now, wait a minute. Wait, you know this ram has climbed all over that mountain. You knew he knew that thicket was there. Now, I have seen them caught in a barbed wire fence. But this wasn't a barbed wire fence. This was a thicket. He looked up, and there was a ram caught in a thicket. Hallelujah. Isaac, get off of that altar and go get that ram. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God of heaven. 
That's what the Lord is saying when you come down to this altar. Get up after you repent and go do the will of God. My daughter, come. I got one more verse of scripture and I'm through. For those who have known me for a long time, I don't know why God's called me to preach. I have no clue. I'm not, I'm not even close to being worthy to preach the gospel. Okay? I'm a wicked man. I'm a sinner. But God called me, so I'm going to preach as long as I got breath in me. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you the truth from the Word of God. If you'll respond to the Word, you'll be glad. Yes, you might have to call pastor to help you out a little bit until you get on your feet. But you know something? Very few people that have tithed when they say they couldn't has ever come to me right after that and said, you know what? I'm hungry. Oh, gosh. Pastor, you've always had those nice cars. Oh, really? You wasn't around when I was driving that B2, whatever, B52, whatever that Mazda B52 was. Little old dinky thing, standard. In my driveway, I had to roll it down the driveway and hope it started before I got to the dirt road. That's the main one. Just to get to work. You wasn't there. Nobody. You didn't call me up and say, hey, Pastor, can I give you a table to eat on? So I know what I'm talking about. I've walked this walk. But I know this in my life, in my wife's life. We've been faithful. And in our jobs, when it seemed the impossible to get promoted, we were promoted. When everybody else was vying for the same position, we got promoted. It was God. I don't have time to tell you that I was hired. Many of you heard this story in the clean fire department the second time when they only had one slot open and I didn't score the highest. But yet they went down the list. They've never done it and never done it since and hired me. I've had people tell me, even Legal people, when I get into trouble or something and I need some advice, quit that tithing. I said, you're out of your mind. I'd rather starve. You say, Pastor, this next statement you're going to make, you don't really mean it. I'd rather be homeless and not give to God what's his. You say, how can you say that? Because God won't let me be homeless. (laughs) But even if he did... Jesus didn't have a home. John the Baptist, after he left home, never went back. He lived in the wilderness. He was the greatest prophet ever. As we stand this morning, one last verse of Scripture. Scripture. Is God at the top of your list? Is he?
See, at the top of your list. He said, Jesus did, in John 14, 15. If you love me. If you love me. Keep my commandments. I believe he meant all of them because, is there an S? Yes, sir. Are you sure there's an S? Yes, sir. So it's not keep my commandment. No. It's commandments. Amen. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you don't keep them and you know you're not keeping them and you're not trying to keep them, say, Lord, let me fall in love with you again. Don't tell him you love him. Say, Lord, what's happened to me? Help me to love you again. It's all right to say that. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Sing, daughter.